Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Tally G's Restaurant on the south side of Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birken Road Reports. It's business Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch Acadiana. If you grew up around Lafayette and Lake Charles, in your certain age, you might know Don Begno. If you've got kids and you leave out the part where he dropped out of college, Don Begno's story is inspirational. Don started out as a welder, riding a bicycle to classes at USL. Today, the metal shop he founded while he was meant to be in school is a 65,000-square-foot factory that serves a variety of industries, including agriculture, aviation, aerospace, automotive, communications, hospitality, marine, medical technology, and more. Don Begno, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. The term gone fishing is part of our everyday vocabulary across the country. Those two simple words say a lot more than literally announcing that you've gone out to catch food for dinner. Gone fishing is a polite way of flipping the bird to the everyday work world and responsibility. But for some people, like Zach Dubois, gone fishing isn't a day off work. It is work. Zach is the founder of Cajun Lures, manufacturer of handmade fishing lures. Zach? Welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. I often spend a long time thinking about what's the first question I should ask a guest. In your case, Don, it came to me immediately. I was looking at your website, and I see you have a trademark slogan, Innovation Through Common Sense. Other trademark business slogans include, Where's the Beef? and I'm Going to Disney World and Gut Milk. The association with those trademarks and products are pretty obvious, although it's not immediately apparent I have a feeling that your trademark is also central to your business. How does innovation through common sense relate to metal manufacturing, Don? Well, it it's, uh, come, goes back to uh, when I was a kid. I enjoyed riddles and figuring out how things work and figuring out how to fix things. Okay? So as I would figure things out, it was like, well, Man, it's just common sense, <laughs> you know. And, and so in business, that was the thing. Customers would come to us, you know, with a challenge. And it, it was like, well, that's easy. And you it, sort of like figure it out? Yeah, the and I love to figure it out. You know, and, and it's just, I would just think about it and say, well, it's only common sense. <laughs> For you. You know, it's not, the rest rocket, of us. it's not rocket science either. <laughs> it's very simple. But yet you are a technology leader in this field. Yeah, well, it, it's evolved, um, you know, bef- before I got to where we are today, you know, with the high tech. Um, it was just common sense, practical, um, uh, you know, doing things with my hands, observing, you know, observing the surroundings and just figuring it out. <laughs> so, um, Can you give, a, give me an example, Don, of a, a product you've made that maybe we, stump, we see somewhere? 
a product. Well, it's it would be in the oil field. Okay. Yeah. Um, th- there is a product. It's not that I invented it. I, I was producing a a oil field tool for another company, or for a company, and then somewhere down the line, another company wants me to make something like that, and I said, well, look. We can improve it, you know, because I just built it to, to exactly what these guys asked for. And so I ended up improving it and getting a patent on it. And it's an, an all-field tool used, and then um, we sell that around the world today. Wow. There's and, a- and, and so it was the, the original inventor, it solved the problem, but it took two people to operate it. And mine, it was one person to operate it, and a whole lot easier, a whole lot smoother, a whole lot more effective. And so I imagine after that, people kept coming to you with their problems and yeah. looking for solutions. Yeah. So if it's okay to, to, to mention a name as far as a company, um, the, the, my most admired customer ever is John E. Chance, the original John E. Chance & Associates. It is now owned by the Dutch, but uh, that company, uh, the the people came to me with one problem after another, (laughs) whether it was for uh, dragging some electronics behind a boat offshore to... uh, So are they a seismic company? Uh, Yeah, yeah, um, they were a surveying company. Okay, yes, surveying. And before the days of GPS, uh, I was so proud of the fact that these guys come to me and it was top, I mean, top secret. Um, and, and there was a, a project called Starfix, and I was able to, or the the customer, or the engineers would come to me and say, Don, we have this problem. We, you know, we, we need to uh, point this um, microwave dish at, at these four different satellites, and then we need to be able to move the microwave dish to the other satellite. And when we're doing it, uh, it it has to to um, be able to not um, change a little bit hard to explain but not not to change some certain parameters and anyhow i'd go home at night and i'd think on it and sleep on it wake up and i would draw the solution you know Uh on my scratch pad on the the night table (laughs) and then next day go back to work and work on it and then show you know show the customer and 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 that was so much of of the earlier years of business of just common sense, figuring it out. You built quite a reputation over those years. <laughs> yeah, right? it's been pretty cool. That's pretty. And Don can keep a secret. That's good. So whatever you want to tell tonight, there's uh, now. Now, Zach, there's two types of people in the world. I think that the type that goes to the racetrack with a foolproof method for betting on horses, and the other type who tell you the secret to catching more fish. I assume you're the you're B here. It usually has something to do with a secret salt marsh behind a brother-in-law's camp or a pipeline canal. But although people who fish, even for fun, take it seriously, people have been successfully catching fish since the beginning of recorded history. Uh, Jesus' disciple Peter was a fisherman uh, without giving away any trade secrets. What do you put in a Cajun lure that nobody <laughs> since St. Peter has thought of? Uh, what I provide is I strive to help people catch more fish, um, and that's through my design of my lures. Um, you know, I, I'm a fisherman myself. Um, I fish a lot of tournaments. I was on UL's uh, bass fishing team, um, and so I've been fishing all my life. So I kind of have fishing down to a science. <laughs> so 
and and another thing with that, I've always been studying lures. I was always fascinated with the lures. Like as a little kid, just yeah, looking at the tackle just box, grabbing in my dad's tackle box, you know, looking at them, thinking, mm, why is it shaped like this? I wonder, you know, it doesn't look like anything natural, but it's catching fish, and I wonder why, you know. So I've I've always been studying the lures and the fish themselves because you have to know how to catch the fish and you have to have their science down in order to so the the first thing is to find the fish know where they're at the second thing is to give the right presentation to catch the fish so uh for me i've studied baits so certain baits uh, i watch the bass masters on tv and, I, and you mentioned and say, you mentioned bass there uh, do you do are these lures are they for fresh and salt water or different I have one that is a good mix for fresh and salt water. It's a, it's a swim bait. It looks like a fish. Uh, I call it the swamp swimmer. I, I've gone out. <laughs> you got to come up with cute names. These yeah, they're great. Uh, I've gone out and I've caught trout, uh, saltwater fishing with some buddies and with some them. bass on it too. Or? And I catch a lot of bass on it. So <laughs> it's it's a definitely a good in between. Uh, right now, my my primary baits are mainly for freshwater fish, uh, bass, and crappie and panfish and brim. But soon I'm actually trying to expand into saltwater baits to because in our region, especially, a lot of people are saltwater fishing, and it's another market I'd like to target. Do the fish really know the difference? Oh yeah, they definitely yep. know the difference. Uh, different colors represent different types of uh, types of bait fish. Um, you know, you have your darker red colors for to match a crawfish. Um, you have shad, uh, bass eat shad, bass eat brim brim have certain colors so they'll make certain colors of a bait to match uh, a brim or a shad and yeah bass definitely see the difference uh, any fish sees the difference so they know they know what they're eating <laughs> now let me ask you you're a kid that liked to play in the tackle box and you've come up with some great designs but what about the business side i mean uh, how do you distribute these things one thing to have a good idea the other to get them in stores and such yeah um well definitely i started off when i first started i, I started this year and and through that I figured the only way to get the word out there a little faster would be to sell online so okay. initially I started selling online. I have a, my own e-commerce website um, and that's been doing pretty good but also here in Lafayette or in Broussard uh, Railside Feed and Supply they wanted to work with me and be my kind of like my main Lafayette area distributor and so I work with them, and we have a pretty good relationship, and they've been selling them pretty well in their store. So that's an interesting choice to go with an exclusive, uh, exclusive representation. Mm -hmm. Having one, there's. Uh, do you plan to to bring it out further? I mean, those products would be a big hit all the way over to New Orleans. Oh yes, for instance. definitely. Um, I'm, you know, just expand as much as possible. Definitely, if my my initial smaller goal is just to get within the South Louisiana area, all the bass fishermen you know, fishermen in this area, whether it's salt or fresh, captured that market because I think a lot of other lure companies out there in other states, they they kind of create lures based on on their region, how the people fish yeah. in their region. And I don't think we necessarily, well, we do, but as far as bass fishing and saltwater fishing, I like to be that that company that created the lures for this region but that inspiration spreads further up north in other states, you know. And, and you go against some of the, I mean, a lot of locals, but uh, you go against, like, Rapala and, you know, big big names, right? I mean, oh, yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely a lot of big companies out there. That's all my competition, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, You're not afraid of them. No, no not, not at, at all. all. They, uh, 
Now, Don, Zach, we are also joined today by our entrepreneur du jour, and let me introduce you to Wayne Nix. Uh, we met Wayne through Innovate Acadiana and the Opportunity Machine, regional nonprofits that help Acadian entrepreneurs turn innovative ideas into profitable businesses. Uh, Wayne's entrepreneurial idea is a product he's invented called the Nix Tool. Uh, it's good he named it after himself here. This is working out great. Wayne, Wayne <laughs> welcome out to lunch. Hey, thanks for having me to the show. <laughs> this is, you've got a couple of people that are going to be able to give you some good suggestions here. Wayne, you're an RN, a registered nurse with an MBA, which is already an unusual combination of skills, but it might just pay off. The Nix tool has been described to me as a kind of Swiss Army pocket knife for nurses. I assume that it was from working as a nurse that you saw the need for the product Tell us what, what it is and how you came up with it. Several years ago, um, you know, they had this product called Leatherman that oh, came yeah, out. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Actually. And I just assumed that initially they would have a product that would fill our need. And then one day I was at work and bending over to, to get something, and I had multiple tools falling out of my pocket. So they fell on the floor, and I couldn't use them because I needed to clean them. So I started asking other nurses, you know, if I could borrow their instruments. Well, most of them wouldn't carry anything because they didn't want to carry the 10 things that they would need. So I was just looking around one day, and I have a pair of hemostats and oh, a pair great. of scissors he here just to show you. And first of all, these so hemostats... So glad you didn't bring, like, a lung or anything. This is great. This <laughs> is just... <laughs> right? So we carry these things around, scissors, of course, because we're cutting tape and things like that all day long. The hemostats were initially designed to clamp arteries and veins or to pull sutures. But the reasons why nurses carry them is so we can open things all day, right? So if you take these two things and, and you combine that with eight other tools, you wind up getting our first prototype of Nix tool, which looks like this. Wow. So you have, you have eight tools in one. And basically, you can grab, you can pinch, you can cut. It's all in one tool. There's no folding out of parts like Leatherman. Right. Um, and our new design is actually... Got a little ruler on it? Oh, definitely. That helps. Yeah. And it's to, made to be used around the patient. It's not to be used on the patient. It's for the multiple things that we're having to open all day long. You can keep the focus on the patient's clinical status and not have to worry, if I need a tool, I've got to go down the hall to grab something. And when I'm down the hall, somebody else grabs me oh, and do sure. something else. So that's critical time in healthcare that you, we could be focusing back onto the patient. Now, uh, who do you think would, uh, first of all, is it going to be a holster? No, actually, the new design is almost similar to what we have as existing scissors and hemostats. You have to you know, realize that the market is 80% women, right? My okay. wife is a nurse as well. You are a male nurse. Uh, correct. It's radio. <laughs> I have to help people. So um, when I brought this home to her, she really liked it, but it was heavy, right? So, and a lot of her friends would give me feedback, too. Okay, this looks Nobody rugged. can give you honest feedback like your wife. Uh, right, the truth? brutal honesty, <laughs> let me tell you. So, and, you know, I'm really trying to make their job easier, and that's what I need. And I can envision a lot of products trying to use what we call Deming's principles, right? So Charles Deming, who helped Toyota. Right, company. he was the great consultant. Right. Yeah. yeah, so his idea was basically you, you let the people that do the work create the product, right? Because then they're going to have an increased output, that sort of thing. I want to take those same principles and redesign and build healthcare better better. Where do you stand right now? You, you mentioned you're uh, not quite ready to go. Uh, you're still trying to get some of the costs down and such? I'm learning a lot of stuff about manufacturing. In fact, I went to Don's shop to go talk to him so he can educate me a little bit more about some of these metals and everything that we're using. From the very beginning, when I saw what he was after, 
there was the forging that is not part of, of my um, manufacturing, and that's what I had recommended, that he's going to really need to find somebody in the forging. Now, I can laser cut, and I can make more and more prototypes. I can do improvements to, to the, the that sample I'm looking at right there. Definitely going to be more than manufacturing it because you, you can have the best of anything that you have, you, you know, that you can invent. But if you don't have the the, the foresight to understand uh, distribution of it, um, that's going to be a problem. You see, in, in my uh, realm of business, the majority of what we do is, has been the solving the problems, and, and we've been more of a service company. Though I want to do more products, um, but in order to really grow products, something that, right. that's tangible, he does definitely need to be mapping out, you know, mapping out his future on how to distribute. And Seth, what would you say? You've, um, you're just ahead of where Wayne is in this uh, process. What, what would you recommend to him? Well, I can tell you right now by looking at it, I can see a market in the fishing industry for oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> That's actually one of the commercials we wanted to do. We figured, you that know, would be great. give it to your wife. If she doesn't like it, you can take it home and bring it fishing. <laughs> that would be great. I can get the hook way out of the fish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I guess a lot of times I catch fish and you just can't grab it with your hand in the mouth. Sometimes you catch a small fish, you can't get your hand in there. Sometimes you catch a big one and he has it in his throat. I believe one thing is... A lot of times we fish with hard or heavy line like braid and traditional scissors have a terrible cut. time just right. cutting through it. And then also this tip right here is awesome to get that hook. Get, you can get yeah. the barb in there and just pop it out and then there you go. You Wouldn't know? that so be funny if you became a millionaire, Wayne, on what you weren't inventing? Oh. That would be, yeah, uh, there's... But you know, that's how most <laughs> inventors are, though, right? It's true, so. it's true. Now, this is the time of the show we do it, the checklist. It's, uh, it's where we take a little break and ask you each a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with Don. Uh, Don, when you were a child, were you in uh, any leadership or entrepreneurial ventures? Well, I would say it would be more entrepreneurial. And even though I didn't get paid with cash, okay, it, and, and what it was was fixing things. Fixing things, whether it was fixing something for my parents or the neighbors or whatever, if you fix something, you figure out how you know how to make it better and and, and you know actually more productive. That is a service, okay. And so uh, even though I didn't necessarily get money, I still I gained more and more experience, right. okay. And so there was a satisfaction. Yeah, and and, the- and then that led to me doing my metal sculpture work in the '60s, and I would sell. That's right. You were in the art business. Yes, and and, and to this day, I, I'm back in the metal art business with the big sculptures. You know, from the things I did from George Rodriguez to that big fleur de lis at UL, uh, oh. to the airport sign here in Lafayette. You name it. Um, Welcome Center, that big uh, triangle. Um, that was you. Yeah, and 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 it was it. But it, it's it's more than just uh, business. It's the passion. The the rewards is. Uh, um, comes back from the other people, uh, you know, like, man, Don, he, man, that guy, he, he, he fixed the, the neighbor's lawnmower, or, you know, he fixed uh, the mo- mom's blender or the, the toaster, <laughs> you know, and I didn't have any schooling on that. It was just a matter of figuring it out. So that is, was the beginning of the entrepreneurial so you had common sense right in the beginning. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Zach, I'm going to ask you a, a question here. What part of your job uh, gives you the most satisfaction? 
I think for me, uh, making fishing lures is actually seeing somebody else other than myself going out fishing with them and catching a big fish on them. It, it brings a lot of satisfactory for it. Uh, Do you get some feedback, by the way? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. The uh, best thing is when you somebody buys them from you and they come back and they want five more packs, you know? <laughs> now, Wayne, what keeps you up at night? <laughs> well, I guess that kind of depends on the night. But um, <laughs> usually... It's, I'm always thinking, you know, it's hard for me to turn my brain off, like my wife reminds me all the time, right? And <laughs> all I don't right, know if that's, that's, that's entrepreneurial <laughs> and innovation, but I'm always trying to make things better. In fact, that's how we came up with the slogan, and nurses always make things better, right? Right. So, and the service things that Don were mentioning, again, a lot of that when I went to the Army, you know, it's about how do we make things better for other people. Um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to be able to help people that can't help themselves. Um, and, you know, it's just I'm ever learning, I'm ever growing, and I want to share that and help other people connect the dots. Let's check the inbox. It's our uh, producer picks a question that's come in from a listener over the, over the past week. Uh, Grant, what have you got? Peter, we've got a bunch of questions in this week. Don, this one came in for you from Michael Walker in Lafayette who says, you have to train a lot of your employees to use specialty equipment. After you've invested in their training, what do you need to do to retain these employees? Well, what do I have to do is, is uh, to continue to be a better leader, okay? And, and, and one of the things that I've learned about, you know, in leadership, and I've done a lot of studies, uh, I've invested a lot of money in leadership, and it's um, basically let them solve the problems versus me showing them. You know, if I show you how to do something, and I show you again, and I show you again. You're going to actually start to regret the fact that I have all the answers. Okay, so if I intentionally let you flounder a little bit, intentionally, <laughs> yeah. you know, let you come up with the solution on your own, and that way I can uh, become more scalable. Don, this is a big deal because a lot of people have trouble finding labor in this in this market. I mean, you. You're giving yeah. them a kind of satisfaction. Well, that, uh, I, I think one of the things that has happened is that um, we've been able to attract the talent to come to work because they know that we are not status quo. We are different, and I'm very proud of that. That's great. Okay, trying to do things different. Zach, here's a question for you from Jim Weber in Lafayette who asks you, what's your relationship to stores like Bass and Cabela's? Are they competition, or would you like them to carry your products? Oh, I would definitely love them to carry my products, one, because the amount of distribution. Um, you know, right now I sell online and I have the store in Lafayette. Um, the selling online is my way for me to reach people, say, Arkansas or somewhere yeah. not local. However, stores provide a good way for people who aren't uh, internet savvy, like most older uh, fishermen, yeah. Yeah. to see your lures and be in the store and have it tangible in their hand and be able to take it out of the pack and be like, wow, I think this will be a good break. So then they, you know, that's how they purchase it. So um, definitely not as an enemy, more friends and establish good relationship and because and, that's how all the other great lore companies have grew and expanded. You know, we talk about uh, the difficulty of getting shelf space in a place like yes. that. Uh, uh, sometimes guests have said that, uh, 
uh, it almost it works the reverse uh, direction in that you get people that are fascinated with your, your product and then they try to get the Cabela's or the Bass Pro Shops mm -hmm. to carry it. So Exactly. Well, that's, that's, I think that's one thing in, in the fishing industry is, yeah, I'm selling them so people can buy them online through me. However, some guy might go to a store in Arkansas or somewhere and say, oh, y'all don't have any Cajun lures? I've been tearing up fish on them, you know? And they'd be like, what's that? So then now the store is interested. So Customers become your ambassadors. That, that's pretty terrific. The, the, the fishing industry is about loyal customers, and that's what I really like about it. Wayne, here's a question for you from Kay Misho, who asks you, when you invent something like this, how do you protect yourself against a big company stealing the idea? Um, the first thing that you really should do, of course, the patent laws have changed um, in the last several years. It used to be first to write it down. Now it's first to file. But they have something that's called a, a provisional patent and a non-provisional patent. So the provisional gives you a year. And that's what I did. I filed my provisional patent. It gave me a year to go out and talk to people to be able, so they couldn't come up behind me and try and patent my idea. Now, um, what can protect my idea? It's really hard today in these, this world, right? And it all comes down to do you have the money to sue and counter sue? So what you really have to do is build something that's very unique and like you mentioned earlier about evangelizing and yeah. building tribes, yeah. it really means you've got to know, you know what's your passion and what is it that you're trying to do. I'm not trying to sell a product. I'm trying to make a movement right, occur, and that's what it's about. And I really believe that the nurses are going to realize that this is built by a, a husband and a wife are in, you know, I'm the brethren of them. Um, I'm already part of their tribe, and I think it'll help perpetuate what I'm trying to do is to take those frontline workers and help bright ideas come to life. Uh, Don Begno of Zach Dubois, Wayne Nix, the three of you are at different stages of growing and running a business. Wayne, you're taking your first step. Zach, you're just hitting your stride, and Don, you're a long-distance gold medalist. That's what we've decided. It's, a <laughs> it's been great to meet you all and a wonderful opportunity to be able to sit together and share your experience and experiences. Uh, thanks so much for joining me and, and taking the time and joining me for Out to Lunch today. This uh, has been you. great. You, thank you very much. Very impressive folks here. Uh, my guests on Out to Lunch today have been Don Begno. He's founder of Begno Manufacturing, Zach Dubois. Uh, he is the founder of Cajun Lures and Wayne Nix, the inventor of the Nix tool. You can find out more about Don's medals, Zach's lures, and Wayne's invention by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show is recorded live over lunch at Charlie G's Restaurant in Lafayette. Charlie G's is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with live music Thursday through Saturday. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados, Zach Barker, and Dr. Blake Escaday. Support for Out to Lunch comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Calise Saloon, offering complimentary shuttle within a three-mile radius, including the airport, downtown shopping, and local restaurants. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's Acadiana.com and krvs.org. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Charlie G's for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. 
established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.